Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched Radio Rebel. For our 100th episode! Wow, that's a celebration! <laughs> I feel like Radio Rebel right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know this was a podcast. Yeah, it was a podcast! It wasn't even on the radio! <laughs> Why haven't we been contacted by the local radio station to take over? <laughs> Um, this movie came out in 2012 when... February 17th. February 17th. Um, speaking of 2012, uh, there was a small part of me that literally thought the world was gonna end. (laughs) (laughs) And then I remember being like, oh, well, it's, like, already the next day in Australia, so I guess it's not gonna end. (laughs) That wasn't until December. Well, I'm just saying that I just thought of that. (laughs) Um, this movie obviously stars Debbie Ryan, who we saw in 16 Wishes and Sweet Life on Deck. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't really have a lot of other people. I have um, Martin Cummins, who played Stepdad. He's Sheriff Keller in Riverdale. (laughs) That's why he looks so familiar. I thought he was a dad from a different decom. He is dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He has a very long list of other things he's been in. Nothing that I really found interesting, except for Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. There was, like, a girl in Degrassi, but... I don't think she was, like, a main character. No, she was there for two episodes. It was uh, her friend Audrey, I think was her name. Um, She played Sav's arranged marriage when he was (laughs) dating someone else, and it was, like, a plot point. Aren't they all, like, 16? Well, yeah, but he had an arranged marriage because that's, like, his family. But he was dating this girl, and his parents didn't know about her because she was a white girl. And Yikes. it was drama. She went to prom with them, I think, which is random. But Sav didn't really like his girlfriend anymore anyway. And then I think she was like, you're a jerk. I don't really know. But she was there for two episodes. I looked it up because I was like, who is this? She had, like, a name. But, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's all I have for people. Literally no one else was in. I mean, I'm sure they were in, like, popular Canadian things. Because this movie was made in conjunction with Mar, Mar-, Mar-, Vista, Mar- Vista, which is... Uh, a Canadian production company, and that's why it's not on Disney Plus, it's on Netflix, because Disney doesn't completely own it. However, we are not Canadian, and I did not recognize anyone. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, one Degrassi, and that's pretty good. Yeah, only one! (laughs) Kind of shocking. Maybe they were all busy. I mean, 2012 was, like, high to Degrassi, like, pretty good and ten shit was going wasn't, on. No, that I was gonna say that wasn't Shark in the Water. No, summer. <laughs> it wasn't. God, I wish. <laughs> no, if I could go back, because oh. I remember, I remember talking about it at Vacation Bible School. So I still would have been in grade school because I was a leader. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember exactly what summer it was. It was one of the summers I remember. It was that summer that Shark in the Water promo came out. I had had never, like, consistently watched Degrassi because I didn't have access to the inn until, like, I was in middle school. I think it was Teen Nick by that time. Any, whatever it was. Anyway, didn't have access to it. And so I would, like, go online to, like, these sketchy, like, streaming or, like, <laughs> websites just to watch the episodes the day after they premiered. Ugh. I'm surprised your entire family's identity wasn't stolen. Oh, no, like- no, no. <laughs> My brothers used LimeWire and broke so many family computers. Mm. It's fine. <laughs> um, like I said, I never watched Degrassi, but I did watch The End slash T-Nick, so I could probably, like, tell you everything that happened in that commercial. Oh, I was gonna say, I thought I thought you were gonna say, I could probably tell you everything that happened to Degrassi, and I was like, no, 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 no. No, there are layers you would never understand I can unless tell you, you some watched highlights. it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. You do not know the nuance of I every situation. I never said I did! 
<laughs> I know. But to hear, you, you gotta know it. <laughs> I thought about possibly watching it because I saw some, like, some, I want to say, like, no, I think it was a TikTok where they, like, talked about a plot line. And I was like, this is crazy. I should watch it. I love Degrassi. I've been listening to a Degrassi podcast recently. Shout out. Um, it's called Everybody Wants Something or Needs Something. I don't remember, but love it. Very good. Nice. If you like Degrassi, check it out. It's probably <laughs> going to be better than this episode. So. All right. Well, this we're not going to talk about Degrassi. We're going to talk about Radio Rebel. <laughs> All right. It's going to be um, Radio Rebel. This was actually based on a book called Shrinking Violet. Yeah. I looked at the similarities this time. I did not do that last time because I forgot, but I'll get to them at the very end. Is this supposed to be a Twelfth Night thing because they do Twelfth Night in No. Here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we start out with Radi- Radio Rebel on the, her microphone using a software to change her voice, even though it every sounds time- so similar. No, every time we hear her voice, that is just Debbie Ryan's voice. It's just her voice. It's just the character's voice. It's it's not And then, like, maybe changed. one word, it's like, weird, but, like... You it's would know. Not, nothing is to, yeah, you would know. Especially because, we, we learn later, there are people who are really trying to figure out who Radio Rebel is. Yeah, she starts out, like, on her episode, she's like, this is Radio Rebel live from the underground. You don't know who I am, but I know who you are because I'm one of you. And then she says, I got a minus in participation, but you can't give me a minus for who I am. I'm so sorry by that. <laughs> I, that that's a good yeah. I agree. I always got a minus in participation. In my freshman year. Well, also, year, well, it wasn't a minus. It was, like, points. I don't know who gives out minuses in high school. I don't know. In my freshman year college uh, public speaking class, for our first uh, uh, speech we had to do, I don't remember what it was supposed to be, but I did mine on how uh, introverts are not, like, like, the academic world is catered towards extroverts, and introverts are penalized all the time. And then... So is the corporate world. And so every time I had that teacher, she, like, remembered that I gave that speech <laughs> and was a lot nicer to me for not talking in class than she was to, like, other people. But I was like, girl, they're probably introverts, too. Mm-hmm. I also had a... Uh, class in college where a teacher gave all of us post-it notes that we had to put on the front of our desk and we couldn't remove the post-it note until we had spoken that class that is so and so no one then no one who had already spoken could speak in the class so all the people who would talk had to move their notes and everyone else had to talk before other people could talk again are we in first grade the amount of like planning and calculating you would have to do it's like <laughs> fucking tell me about it i uh, there was one class where I went down an entire letter grade because of my terrible part- participation points. You could get 40 points, and I got 20 out of 40 just for showing up. Uh, <laughs> I did well in the work. I just didn't talk. And that, But then I had another teacher who, like, the first day of class, she was like, uh, my son has anxiety, and he's an introvert, and so I don't do participation points because I know how hard that would be. And I swear to God, the heavens lifted open and I heard angels singing because I'd never had a teacher like say that or understand that before. Well and I think half the time it's like when you have teachers like that like my desire to participate plummets so fucking far. <laughs> like if I have teachers who are very like understanding and don't force it then occasionally I would like yeah, raise my I hand and that. answer a question but whenever it's like everyone needs to participate. If you're not you're not paying attention and you're stupid and I hate you. That's basically how it goes. Exactly that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyway, that was literally like the fourth line of the movie. So, anyway. Yeah, um Radio Rebel says she's going to give our my high school an F for labeling each other. 
I challenge you all to reject the status quo. Well, yeah, she's like, click sucks. Reject the status quo. Uh, so then at school, Tara and her friend Audrey are talking about Radio Rebel, and Tara's like, oh yeah, I wish I could be more brave like her. Like, she's so awesome. Bitch, you're a theater kid. You are the bravest person I know. Well, Tara's not. <laughs> Audrey is. Audrey suggests that uh, Tara ask her new stepdad for an internship at the radio station that he owns. That could be a confidence booster. Like, bitch, did I ask you if I wanted a confidence booster? Kindly fuck off. Well, I'm going to complain this entire episode about the treatment of shy and quiet people. (laughs) Okay, but Tara literally did just say that she wishes she was more like Radio Rebel. Oh, I missed that part. (laughs) I I just said that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Tara says uh, no, that she doesn't want to do that, and Jen changes the subject. It seems like this new stepfather is kind of a sore subject, though we never really, like, learn any more about it. We don't learn anything about anyone And it bugs me. Yeah, so that's whenever Barry and Larry come over, and Barry says that Radio Rebel revealed her biggest clue yet as to who she is. She goes to this school. And then they say, someone on the radio who's actually one of us. First of all, (laughs) you're not, it's not the radio. (laughs) She's podcasting. Second of all, what? She's podcasting live. Where do these podcasts go? I don't know. But then, like, why are you so excited about someone you know is on the radio? Because everyone loves Radio Rebel. She's okay. so cool. Okay. And herself and authentic. Amazing. Um, yeah, they're like, oh, it could be that girl or it could be that girl. It could never be you, Tara. Yeah, literally, just out of nowhere, they're like, no, it'd never be you. Um, Tara watches the popular girl Stacy kick a nerd's remote control car and break it. Um, everyone is wearing terrible hats and terrible headpieces. The entire movie, Tara is wearing those, like, slouchy beanies. Or a fedora. Or a bowler hat. Not even a fedora. A bowler hat. I don't know why. Everyone else is wearing fedoras. Yeah, so, um, Tara asks her friends, how are we gonna reject the status quo? And Audrey says, by being ourselves. So Audrey goes up and says hi to Stacy, for some reason, the mean popular girl, and Stacy says that she hates Radio Rebel for shaking things up and making you losers think you could talk to people like us. Yeah, and then Stacy basically tells the principal to take their iPods away. Yeah, she's like, Audrey tried to make me listen to Radio Rebel during class, and so the principal just believes her for no reason and takes their MP3 players. Okay. Yeah. Um, Gavin and his friend... Are gonna their band is gonna Gabe and Gavin. Gay, I called it. I didn't know what the his G's. name was. <laughs> I know it started with a G, but I didn't care enough to learn his name. It's Gabe. They're gonna play the prom. Gavin has a crush on Stacy, and it's perfect because she just broke up with her college boyfriend. Yeah. Um, Tara's class is doing a project with Audrey's drama class. Um, Stacy calls to Gavin to sit next to her. And Tara freaks out just by being in the same room as Gavin, even though they've gone to school together for 12 years. She literally walks out of the classroom, and Audrey follows her. She's like, oh my god, I like him so much, I'm so nervous. And Audrey's like, go talk to him. He didn't say that. He, all he did was walk by her. Have you, I don't understand. And then Tara thinks that he's too popular for her, and Audrey's like, just talk to him anyway. Like, he's a nice person. That what would be fine. Radio Rebel do? Um, up front, Gavin tells, uh, what's her name? 
Stacy? Stacy. I just, so it was too early, uh, that he wants to talk to her about prom later. And so she's like, oh my God, he's going to ask me. Um, so they need someone to suggest, to make suggestions. So Audrey like runs up to the board before the teacher can like pick anyone. And then she's like, oh, who should we pick? Tara, the only person not raising her hand in a fucking drama class. Fuck that shit. Yeah, so Tara goes up. She's so nervous that she cannot even write on the board. She drops the marker, goes to pick it up, and hits her head on Gavin's desk, and then just, like, runs back to her seat mortified. Um, so after school, everyone's listening to Radio Rebel, including Tara's parents, mom and stepdad. Um, stepdad is like, oh, like, this is the next big thing, like... I want to get her on to Slam because her dad runs, like, the biggest radio station her in town. Her stepdad. Her stepdad runs the biggest radio station in town. And mom is like, oh, like, maybe you could go ask Tara, like, what she thinks. It might be a good way for you two to bond. So dad goes upstairs and knocks on Tara's door. Um, Tara kind of seems, like, uncomfortable. And he, she's really trying to get him to go away. But then he just walks in. And sits on her bed. Yeah, um... There's, Steph- like, a song playing in the background right now, and so he just assumes that she's also listening to Radio Rebel. Yeah, Stepdad is, like, trying to talk to her, but Tara's really trying to get him to leave. And then all of a sudden, the music stops on Radio Rebel's podcast, and there's dead air. Um, Tara ends up picking up the mic, and Stepdad... This is supposed to be the first time we realize that Tara's Radio Rebel. Because uh, Stepdad realizes Radio Rebel, and then he says, How are you doing that? You're so shy. <sighs> The amount of times after people learned that I was majoring in communications, and they're like, I can't, oh my god, that's so surprising. You're, you're so shy. <laughs> I just don't have anything to say to some people. I don't have things to contribute, and I'm not going to say something stupid just to be a part of the conversation. <sighs> anyway, stepdad hires her for Slam FM before she can even answer. Uh, Mom overhears, and she also learns that Tara's radio rebel. Um, so at school, Tara gets assigned to, uh, the drama group with Stacy and Gavin. They're doing Twelfth Night. They're doing Twelfth Night. Um, Tara goes over and Gavin compliments her band shirt. Um, Tara compliments his band, but then Stacy shows up and interrupts them. Yeah, okay, so Stacy likes Gavin, obviously, and she says, okay, Tara, you're Viola, and Gavin is Orsino, and then (laughs) Stacy's like, I'm going to direct. Why would she not make herself Viola? I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> Does she not know the story? She's never seen She's the Man. Obviously not. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gavin gives Tara a band suggestion, and that's whenever Stacey interrupts again. She doesn't like any time they're talking about anything and seem to be getting along. And so she's like, well, you know, when we're going to prom together, blah, 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 blah. So they're going to prom together. Um, so during, like, gym class or whatever, Tara and Audrey are talking. Audrey invites Tara over after school to listen to Radio Rebel's first show on Slam FM. But obviously Tara cannot because she has to be Radio Rebel. Um, Audrey, uh, oh, Audrey, like, knows she's lying because Tara keeps making up excuses as to why she can't go, but Tara won't tell her, and Audrey gets mad because they're best friends and they tell each other everything. I want to say... Why does this have to be live every time? Why can she not, like, pre-record an episode in case something happens? She's a high schooler. I don't know. This is every day? How much money is she getting paid? When is she going to do her homework? I don't know. I have a lot of questions. (laughs) Um, at lunch, Gavin comes over to the table to talk to Tara, and he asks her to to run lines over the weekend, and she runs away. 
Um, so Tara's at the radio station with stepdad, and he agrees that she needs to keep her identity secret. Um, they start talking about, like, saturating the market and, like, how his job is on the line because of this. So Tara goes and hides in the break room, and this other DJ is in there, Cammy Q, and she also knows that she's Radio Rebel. And she's also shocked. She's like, oh my god, you're so shy. How could that be you? Um, uh, Tara hides more the more that Cammy starts talking. And then Cammy like, kind of comforts her and she's like, it's okay. Like, I'll help you out. It'll be fine. Yeah, she says, Con- consider me your best friend at Slam. And at this point, I was like, oh, she's definitely evil and like going to try and like undermine her. But that doesn't happen. Cammy is nice. No. <laughs> I thought it was pro- it'd probably be more interesting if she was. Yeah, so Cammie takes her into the studio where Tara, Tara will be recording, and Tara sees the studio and is immediately in love. She's still very nervous, but uh, she starts the show, and she does great. Everything's fine. There's no kinks. She tells everyone. Um, she, I don't know, she gives a speech. I didn't pay attention to any of the speeches she gave because they're all very generic, like, be yourself. Be who you want to be. I hate it so much because, like, the whole time she's like, oh, like, be yourself. Reject the status quo. For, we don't know anything about Tara. That's the point. We don't, to not know anything about Tara? The thing that we know about Tara is that she's too shy to be herself. So when she's Radio Rebel, that's who she is. But, like, we could at least see her, like, learning to be, like, to express herself more. Like, oh, like, she likes this thing, but she's too shy to share it. Let's. (laughs) She's sharing everything as Radio Rebel, so then coming out as Radio Rebel is her being, like, this is who I am. I guess, but then she tells other people, like, reject the status quo. Like, what status quo are they rejecting? I think she's just saying, like, you don't have to do all the things you've always, like, felt like you did. Like, be friends with other people. Okay, well, I did not get that from this movie at all. (laughs) I don't know. You were too busy complaining about everything being about a shy girl. (laughs) Yeah, so in the studio, she gives her speech, and then she says that, um, if you agree with me, wear red tomorrow, and then plays a song from the band that Gavin recommended. He's sitting in his car, and he's like, oh, I like this band. Um, so everyone at school the next day is wearing red. Um, Tara tells friend, oh, her friends are asking her about Radio Rebel because her dad is, they, they know that her dad runs, or her stepdad runs a radio station, and she's like, oh, I'm not allowed while she's there. Um, Audrey is still angry about Tara lying about- Well, everyone at school is wearing red, and so Audrey's like, well, obviously you listen to Radio Rebel, so, like, you just bailed on me. Yeah, um, so Tara tells, Tara pulls Audrey aside and tell her that she's Radio Rebel and proves it in her, like, bedroom studio. Um, so then the next day, Gavin, Stacy, and Tara are rehearsing Twelfth Night. Um, they're not reciting Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, it's also not She's the Man. I guess this was, again, like, modernized Shakespeare. Your I own guess. interpretation. But Tara's like... I'm definitely a guy because I'm wearing pants, man, totally. Like, that's literally, like, verbatim. Yeah, but as she's talking, Tara obviously relates to Viola's character while they're rehearsing. Uh, they take a break, and Gavin drops his new ba- his band's new demo, uh, but they get interrupted by Stacy again. They go to do the scene again. Stacy tells Tara to move, like, 12 feet away from Gavin to do the scene, and Stay, or Tara's, like, trying to say something, but then Gavin's like, come on, speak up, Tara. You can do it. You don't have to listen to Stacy." And so she's just like, uh, I think that we shouldn't do it 12 feet apart because this looks fucking stupid. And Gavin's like, I agree. And then Stacy's like, we can't all be the director, and leaves. Annoyed. 
Yeah, so apparently on the uh, radio show that night, Radio Rebel says that the principal keeps stealing their MP3 players from the outcasts, which we saw once because Stacy told her to, but apparently this is something she does to everyone. Um, and then Radio Rebel plays the demo that Gavin left behind, and she tells everyone to start dancing at 8 a.m. tomorrow, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. So the next morning in school, everyone's dancing in class except for Stacy, until Tara is about to dance with Gavin, and then she inserts herself between them. It's incredibly, this whole scene is incredibly awkward. Everyone's a terrible dancer. I hated watching it so much. I mean, it's accurate to real life. No one would be <laughs> choreographed and know what to do. Um, the principal announces that anyone listening to Radio Rebel in school will be suspended and tells Radio Rebel to turn herself in because she's breaking all the rules, apparently, by telling everyone to dance. Because she's trying to reject the status quo, and this principal is like- I still don't understand what the status quo is. The popular kids are popular, and the nerdy kids are not, and the popular kids get everything, and the nerdy kids die. Like, the only special treatment I've seen is that the principal didn't take away the popular girl's MP3 player. Well, also just, like, believing what she says on the fact that she's popular. If we want to zoom out, we could also just view this as, like, pretty privilege, and, like, the fact- like, pretty, like, popular privilege- Okay, but she's still the popular person, the pretty person, so she is privileged because she so is, So she like, doesn't get her iPod stolen? Well, and also, like, no, if you look at it also, like, thinking about, like, shy and outgoing people, like, shy people are more standoffish, and other people are, like, less likely to strike up a conversation with them if they're not like, oh my god, so the other day, I went to the mall, and guess what happened? Blah! If you're just, like, standing there, no one's gonna be like, hey, what's up? I still don't get how everyone's rejecting the status quo. <laughs> you, oh my god, she also <laughs> talked about how at other schools, because Radio Rebel is transforming the entire city, wherever the hell they live, and how they had started alliances for popular and nerdy kids. That's so weird. <laughs> Why? Well, who would come out and be like, yes, I am popular. Nerds, come be my friend. It's a movie! Every movie it. has clicks. Also, real life has clicks. I just, I just hate this movie. I'm trying to find a million ways to criticize it. It's not that deep. Over the end, yeah, the principal condemns their actions. She tells them if they have any information on Radio Rebel, they have to turn themselves in. They have to turn her in now. Or they're also going to face punishment. I don't know how she would enforce that, but go off. I don't know. Gavin approaches Tara at lunch, and he asks her about Radio Rebel playing his demo. And he's like, I figured it out. You gave my demo to give to your dad to give to Radio Rebel. Um, and Gavin's like, I feel like I know Radio Rebel. Like, I could recognize her on the street. Yeah, I feel so connected to her. Uh, uh, yeah, there's, back post at, there's posters all over Seattle about, like, who is Radio Rebel? Yeah, back at Slam FM, Barry and Larry are waiting outside trying to figure out who Those Radio Rebel friends. is. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Did we mention that? I don't know. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out who she is. Uh, Tara has to sneak in, like, so they can't see her. Uh, Cammy at the studio tells Tara that Radio Rebel is famous and everyone loves her. And Tara's just like, well, you know what? What happened at school today was messed up. I have an idea of how we're going to fix this. 
So, the next day at school, during lunch, they have these vans come from the radio station and play music so everyone can dance during lunch. Apparently, they can go outside during lunch. The teacher can't make a rule that they can't do that, or the principal can't make a rule that they can't do that, because the principal comes out and tries to get the vans to leave. She's like, this is school property, but they're like, actually, no, we're on the street, which is public property. Well, they were eating lunch outside. (laughs) I know, but she could also just say, like, no, you have to eat lunch in the cafeteria. Maybe they don't have enough room. I don't know. Um, yeah, so Cammie is there, she plays a pre-recorded message from Radio Rebel through the speakers, and then plays a song, and everyone's dancing. Um, the principal calls for any in- information regarding Radio Rebel's identity, and tells Stacy that there will be consequences for Radio Rebel's actions. So then we cut to the G's band practice, um, and Gavin stops the song to say that their lyrics could have more meaning, like Radio Rebel. And the lead singer, his friend, is basically like, uh, no, our fans want a party, and we, we're not gonna write more meaningful songs. Um, so we get, like, this montage, yeah, like you said, of Radio Rebel's message spreading through other high schools, and even the corporate world. She even inspired a man to ask his boss for more money. Amazing. Amazing. At school, Audrey tells Tara that Radio Rebel got nominated for Prom Queen. Great. Yeah, Tara freaks out, doesn't know what to do. She wants to quit being Radio Rebel altogether because she's like, either I'm going to win and I can't go up there and then blah, 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 or I'm going to lose and that's embarrassing. I don't know. Um, Gavin tells Tara that they have a new demo coming for Radio Rebel and the Gabe tells Gavin, he's like, you can't talk to her, you can't like her because that's not good for our band. Well, no, he's like, he's like, oh, that's cool that you're using her and, Ga- and Gavin's like, no, I'm not, she's fine. And Gabe is like, no, fuck you, it's all about our band. Yeah, so Tara and Audrey walk into Slam Radio in disguises in order to sneak past so no one will notice them. Um, Tara shows the booth to, the, like, recording booth to Audrey and introduces her to Cammie. Um, stepdad walks in and asks to speak to Tara alone. He's like, the principal called and wants to expel Radio Rebel. Um, and stepdad is like, it's gone too far. But Tara stands up for herself. She's like, no, this is important and people are listening. And so stepdad's just like, yeah, okay. Can the principal even do that? This is happening outside of school and she's not breaking any rules. Like, she's not doing anything illegal. Yeah. Um, yeah, Radio Rebel, during the show, tells people to call in and say what they're afraid of. Um, so people call in, and then Gavin calls in, uh, Tara recognizes his voice, and he says he's afraid to do his own thing, and she encourages him. She encourages him. So after that, Tara goes out to the roof and yells, I'm afraid to show people the real me. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, the core of it. Like, she uses Radio Rebel to be herself because she's afraid to be herself. And herself is... A teenage girl who is shy but also, like, wants to try new things and do whatever and not be judged for it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry to everyone listening to this podcast. You're probably so annoyed with me. (laughs) Yeah, at home, Mom is excited for Tara for being nominated for Prom Queen and she's like, you have to go. Tara doesn't want to, uh, but Mom's like, you don't have an option. Uh, uh, yeah, so then the principal the next day at school cancels prom until Radio Rebel reveals herself. So, Stacy, after school, leads a Radio Rebel protest outside Slam. Um, Cammie. Cammie walks outside, like, covered in a jacket to distract the crowd pretending to be Radio Rebel so that Tara can walk in unseen. 
So during the show, Radio Rebel takes callers to air the grievances, and they all yell at her for getting prom canceled. They're all like, you ruined my dreams! You're the worst! I'm like, come on. I think it's the popular kids again. They really care that much about prom? In this movie, it's a stereotype. It's not literal. Um, Gavin calls to say that, oh, there's a girl he was hoping to impress at prom, and now you ruined it. And back in the studio, Audrey and Tara are like, ugh, like, it was Stacy he was gonna impress. Um, but then Cammy says this whole thing is backwards, which gives Tara an idea. So, the they pro- go downstairs to this person dressed in a sandwich, and they're like, create a diversion! And the sandwich person's like, okay. Yeah, so Cammy, yeah, so that, like, gets them out past the protesters. Um, at school the next day, Cammy is somehow able to walk in and get to the, um, PA system and plays a pre-recorded message from Radio Rebel, and it turns out that Radio Rebel and Slam are throwing an unconventional prom. A morp. morp backwards yeah. prom. Radio Rebel says that they can vote for prom, king, and queen. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And, oh, like, also makes a reference to, like, an earlier conversation with Stacy that she had. Yeah, she says something about her number one fan, which is something that Tara said about, yeah, Stacy earlier. Um, so Stacy st- puts two and two together, and yeah. she's like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah, Stacy arrives at Tara's house during the Radio Rebel show, and Mom is just like, oh, she's not here. Um, then the next day at school, Gavin, Tara, and Stacy are rehearsing, and Gavin goes to get drinks, and that's when Stacy invites Tara to a party at her house that night, and she starts interrogating her, like, applying that, implying that she's Radio Rebel. Um, Stacy says that she, like, I think I know, but I need proof, so if you don't show at my party tonight, you're a Radio Rebel. What if she just has strict parents who doesn't want her to go to a party on a school night? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Stacy is also, oh, Tara's like, why are you doing this? And Stacy's like, I want to be Morp Queen! Also, okay, let me just say, again, this is one issue I have. Timing and everything. What time is it when this happens? Because Tara shows up right at 7 o'clock at the party, so they're all sitting there listening to Radio Rebel start talking, and at the studio we see that it's actually Cammy and Tara's mom pressing, like, sound clips that they have cut together of Tara. If, if her voice was distorted, why couldn't Cammy just, like, fill in? Also, <laughs> why couldn't Tara just go and record something? Like, record an entire show? I mean, she could have recorded something. She, she could have been, like... She recorded the pre-recorded responses. No, I think they cut those from her previous episodes. Why couldn't she do a little intro of, like, today at school, blah, 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 uh, so everyone knew. I, there's a lot of ways they could have handled this that was better than the way that they did. Yeah, so they open it up to phone calls, and that's whenever Stacy calls and starts complaining that she should be more queen, and it's not fair that Radio Rebel gets more <laughs> airtime than she does. Uh, so they don't know what to say to her. They keep trying to use responses, but they're having problems. So that's whenever Tara calls in to be patched through. She goes to the bathroom to hide. I just want to say that at this party, everyone is sitting in the living room listening to the Radio Rebel show. And Tara calls in and begins running throughout the house. That's because Stacy's following her and trying to figure out where she is. notices that she's not in this group listening session. Mm -hmm. It's a big house, so her voice echoes. (laughs) And no one else is like, why is she talking on the phone and saying the same things that Radio Rebel is saying? That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Tara, like, hangs up, they finish the call, and Stacy finds Tara in her bedroom. Um, 
Tara notices a picture of Stacy that she used to dress in this tiara every day. And apparently everyone made fun of her, but Tara was like, I was always jealous because you were confident enough to be yourself. Um, so Tara arrives back at the party. Gavin's band performs. Uh, Stacy grabs Audrey's shoulder, like aggressively grabs Audrey's shoulder, which causes Stacy to spill her drink on herself. Um, Stacy yells at Audrey, but Tara stands up for her because she's becoming more and more like Radio Rebel every day. And so um, Stacy leaves. Yeah, Tara talks to Gavin after the show, and Gavin confesses that he gets nervous before gigs. You know, we're not that different. Oh my god. Uh, Stacy's friend enters, uh, Slam FM as a pizza delivery person. There's no, like, security? It's at, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, there, she's also on rollerblades, so I guess they thought that that would be funny, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, she sneaks into the sound booth and records Cammie and Mom talking about Tara being Radio Rebel. Just, like, casually talking about this. Why would they not be home by now? I don't know. Maybe there's, like, post-show stuff they have to do. Yeah, so um, Stacy's minion records this, and yeah. then she's like, oh, I have to tell Stacy." Yeah, so we cut to the day of the drama scene that Tara has to perform with Gavin, but Stacy locks Tara in the janitor's closet, which locks from the outside. Um, the... Backstage, Gavin fights with Gabe, and Gabe tells him that, like, the band is the most important thing. Gavin's like, you're just being a jerk, like, stop acting like this. And Gabe's like, I'm gonna kick you out of the band. And Gavin says, cool. Yeah. Um, Tara tries to call Audrey for, on her cell phone, but Audrey's on stage. Um, Stacy tells Gavin that Tara's a no-show, so she'll replace Tara in the role of Viola. But the janitor opens the closet, and Tara arrives just as the scene ends. And Stacy kisses Gavin. I'd like to say, at this point, they're both men. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for them. True <laughs> Pan King in the show. But they're both men. <laughs> Viola has not revealed herself yet. Yeah. This is it's, it's just she's like, I'm totally a dude. I'm wearing pants, man. This is the part and she's a man whenever Viola and Duke are like in the dorm room and it's either like, oh he, he, she's like teaching him how to flirt with Olivia, like, do you like cheese? Or it's whenever they see the spider and then they, like, grab onto each other. Like, she's still very much, um, Sebastian. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I love that for them. They just threw that in there. Also, like, did Tara kiss Gavin in rehearsal? Like, I feel like we would have seen something about I don't about think so. That. I think Stacy just did it because she knew that Tara was there and was like, final oh. fuck you. So then the but... teacher would have been like, that's not in the script. Homo. <laughs> I think they would have loved it. They would have loved the interpretation, the little spin they added. <laughs> love is love. Duke was definitely in love with Sebastian. Pan! Pan King! Pan King, by King, whatever. <laughs> it's about the person. Into the wine, not the label. <laughs> That's what Duke said in Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. <laughs> Circa 1547. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so Gavin sees Tara on the, like, the side of the stage, and once they, he gets off stage, he, like, mouths to her, like, what happened? Where were you? And just runs off mad. This is so important, this drama assignment. I don't know why Tara couldn't have just run across the back of the curtain. It wasn't even, like, a real stage. And find him <laughs> and explain, oh, Stacy locked me in a janitor's closet. Well, Stacy stopped her to play the recording 
that her friend took of Mom and Cammie talking and tells her to make sure that everyone votes for her for Morp Queen or she'll reveal it to- which, like, Tara didn't care about to begin with. Tara, like, does not care about being queen. Also, Stacy has no, like, back- or, like, morality, so why would she not turn her in and then also make sure that she's Morp Queen? Yeah, because then prom- the regular prom would go back on, and I'm assuming she's not a fan of Morp prom. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine, whatever. Um, um, but during the Radio Rebel show, Audrey texts Garrett, Gavin, sorry, <laughs> that she has something to tell him. So the next day, Gavin confronts Stacy at school and says Audrey told him what she did about locking Tara in the closet. And he's like, I'm not going to morp with you anymore. Um, so then we cut to morp night. Um, Tara walks in and she's in an outfit straight out of the 80s. I do not know what they were trying to do with this. I can't stand her hair because it's so curly and wavy, but then she has those straight side bangs. It looks like the early, it looks like 2008. She's got those, like, feather, like, long feather earrings because feathers were very in back then. Oh, yeah, I did have feathers in my hair in 2012. So many people at Morp are wearing fedoras. It's not good. (laughs) Yeah, but she, you know the outfit. You'll know. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Um, Audrey pulls Tara aside, um, and they, like, talk about, like, what's she gonna do if she wins queen, and they see on stage, like, Stacy giving herself self-affirmations. Yeah, she's like, it'll be okay, like, no matter what happens, like, you're still a winner, like, stuff like that. Yeah. And so when they see that, they're like, oh, she's, like, insecure, maybe we should feel bad for her. Yeah, so then Cammie comes on stage to announce Queen. Well, Gabe is announced Morp King because Gavin uh, dropped out. Yeah. And then um, she she says, okay, Stacy and Radio Rebel come up to stage. But obviously, Radio Rebel does not come up to stage. Yeah, Tara doesn't go on stage. She, it looks like she's turning around to leave. And that's when we hear that Radio Rebel has won Morp Queen. Uh, but actually, Tara starts speaking into the mic backstage. And she starts, like, I don't know, giving this stupid-ass speech where it's like, I was so afraid to show people the real me. Because I was going to get expelled from school. (laughs) But then it's very anticlimactic. She steps out to reveal herself, and everyone applauds. But then the principal comes on stage, and she's like, now that I know who Radio Rebel is, and then she points to Tara, and then someone in the audience goes, Tara! (laughs) Which is my favorite part of the movie. Um, The principal is like, Tara is expelled. But then... Everyone in the audience goes, I'm Radio Rebel, in the way that I'm Spartacus. That's what it was. I was trying to think of what the reference was, because they do this in so much shit. I wrote, Troy? Question <laughs> mark? I don't know exactly which movie it's for. I, it's a movie called Spartacus. I don't know. But I do remember when they did it in That's Declassified School Survival Guide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because Susan Crabgrass farted in class. They're like, I'm Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Cammie's like, you can't expel everyone. Um, so Cammie gives Tara the crown. Um, Tara makes, uh, Stacy say, I'm Radio Rebel like the rest of them, and gives her the crown. She's like, oh, like, if you're Radio Rebel, you won. Because, like, Tara didn't care to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tara's like, you are 100% you right now, Stacy. Um, so then Gavin goes up to perform by himself, and somehow everyone has these cheap plastic crowns because everyone wins 
more queen and king. Well, I don't know where they got all these crowns from. Yeah, before he starts playing, he's like, this is to a girl who helped me become myself, and, um, wow, I was a sandwich guy, but she made me believe in myself. So it turns out he was the guy in the sandwich. He's known that she's Radio Rebel all along. Yeah, so he starts singing alone, and then the band comes up, comes up on stage. I guess they are back together now. I guess, and then Tara gives Gavin the look. Well, yeah, he's serenading her, just staring directly at her, <laughs> so she does the hair tucked behind the ear, looking down, whatever she's Head doing down, with her eyes. eyes up, yeah. uh, half smirk. <laughs> yeah, it's something else. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> during, during the song, um, clearly the song was added in after uh, this was filmed because Tara starts clapping along, and you can, o- like, along with the rest of the crowd, you can only hear her hands clapping. You can't hear anyone else. You can just hear, like, the faint, like, it's really awkward. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so then Gavin goes to dance with Tara. He respected her wish to keep her identity a secret, because that's what she wanted from the beginning. Um, and then he kisses her on the cheek, and they dance. There's this weird, like, five-second clip where the main characters are dancing, staring at the uh, camera, and that's yeah. the end. Yeah. That's Radio Rebel. Um... I was disappointed that this movie starts out, like, Radio Rebel is already established. I would have liked to see the journey of how Radio Rebel came to be. I feel like that was a big point that was missing that could have made this movie a a smidge better. I think. And how, like, Tara, like, one, was, like, needed an outlet, so she's like, well, I'll start this, and... But I think it would have been even more unrealistic because... Listen to this podcast we've done a hundred episodes of. How many listeners do we have? Okay, we've already talked about how unrealistic this movie is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just saying that would be another thing for you to complain about, too. (laughs) This movie can't get anything from you. I don't know what you want. That's what I'm saying. I really hated this movie. I know. I don't know why you're trying to make improvements when you hate it. I'm trying to make myself not hate it as much. (laughs) How did you rate and rank this? Um, I gave this a one and a half out of five. And I put it at number 89 below Susie Q and above Dad Napped. I think I gave this a 2. I didn't write down my rating, but I put it at number 67. It is below Read It and Weep and above Good Luck Charlie, It's Christmas. I didn't hate it as much as Elizabeth. It wasn't good, but I would I would rather watch this than a lot of the other decoms that we've watched. I would not. Um, some comparisons to the book that we said this was based on. Um, the main character, her name is Teresa. And she doesn't start out with a podcast that becomes popular. She does mock broadcasts in her bedroom. And um, she gets a, she like applies for a radio spot at her stepdad's radio station after this like slot opens up. And she's surprised at herself when she becomes Sweet Tea is her radio name. Oh no. And um, <laughs> the conflict comes in whenever. The radio station hosts a songwriting contest, and the prize is a prom date with Sweet Tea. So if Gavin, who we know is in a band, enters the songwriting contest, he can't know that the main character is Sweet Tea. (laughs) Amazing. And it's such an unpopular book, that was all I got from it. I don't know the rest that happened. Yeah, I think, um, I don't really know what they were trying to do with this. I was gonna say, are they trying to be feminist? But no, not really. No. I mean, at the Be end, yourself, but at the end, they kind of build each other up. I, maybe they were just trying to get the radio kids. 
The podcasters. <laughs> Gotta have all the niche sports. <laughs> like yeah. I said, she told people to be yourself, but I'm not gonna stop complaining about how I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> They're high schoolers. They don't know who they are. <laughs> I had to give a fucking speech to my entire high school class on who am I? And in, like, the little prompts that they, like, give you to help guide the speech, one of the things is, like, you never really know who you are because you're always, like, changing and evolving. So I had to go up there and be like, I don't know who the fuck I am. I don't know why I had to give this speech. This was, like, my third choice on the list of that I put. So no one knows who they are. Was that in Drama Essentials? No, it was for our retreat, our senior retreat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember giving the speech. No. Yeah. <laughs> So, no one knows who they are, especially not in high school. Kelly said she's an onion and she has layers. Per our English teacher's <laughs> suggestion. Sorry, that's the only thing I really remember from your speech. I, I remember it was good. I was like... But I don't really remember anything hee hee, I kind of hate myself. Uh, oh, I do remember. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then the principal of the school, who was also a nun... I was just, like, staring at me as I'm saying this with, like, some tears in my eyes. And I'm like, oh, no, I hate this. So, that's my Radio Rebel moment. Post your Radio Rebel moments below on our Instagram post this week. Don't. And next week, we're watching Let It Shine. Oh, wait, I've heard that's good. It's a musical, so. I have high hopes. Lower your expectations. (laughs) Bye.